Funk runs right over Isaiah Wilson. That'll be an offensive foul. We talk about energy. Isaiah Wilson has brought some energy to this team. On the defensive end, he's made some statements. What a, what a great play by Isaiah Wilson. His energy level has really picked up the Spiders. a special Tuesday edition of Behind the Web. Welcome to our program. Bob Black here with Greg Beckwith co-hosting. Coach Mooney joining us momentarily and about halfway through the show tonight, our special guest, Spider Senior Jacob Gilliard, will join the show as well. Of course, no show last night because the Spiders were in action. That's why we're on here on Tuesday night. We get an opportunity to wrap up the regular season and talk about the postseason that begins for the Spiders Thursday at the Siegel Center. Early wake-up call with a 11 o'clock game in the 8-9 game against Duquesne. We will preview all of that during the course of the next hour. You are more than welcome and encouraged to chime in behind the web at richmond.edu. If you want to send us an email, 804-638-9508 if you'd like to text us. Uh, Chris, good evening. I'd kind of like to start here. Uh, It's a little bit of a cliche. When we came back from the last COVID pause, we talked about how it kind of felt like the start of a new season, like starting all over again. Well, here we are now. This is the time of year when you hear that cliche. It's a new season. Start all over again with postseason tournaments where you can put behind you the most recent games. In our case, since the last time we talked on this show, there was a win there to start it against UMass, then the two losses to St. Louis and St. Joe's. How much do you impart that upon your guys that, yeah, we can take you know good and bad things from those last few games, but we can also put it behind us and now look ahead to starting fresh and starting new Thursday against Duquesne? Well, for sure. I think, you know, that's, in reality, that's what every team or almost every team is, is doing because, um, you know, if, even if you if you come into the tournament on a winning streak, you want to make sure that, uh, that you realize your team knows that everybody has a new beginning and a new start. You want to make sure you address it like that. And for us, um you know, it's a, it's important because, um, you know, obviously we, we want to go out there and, and play as well as we can and advance and get through, you know, the semifinals to the week off. Uh, but what we, what we really want to do is we want to make sure that we're prepared as possible for Thursday at 11 and, you know, recognize how important that game is and um, how, how much concentration we need to put into it, how much energy we need to put into it. Um, and I, I think that uh, I think that our guys will will do a good job of that. I, I don't think it means that you just you know dismiss your last game or or you know you, you don't you, you try to take things from it. There were there are certainly good things and there are bad things. I think you try to like every game you try to uh, you, you try to hold on to the things that were good and that we can build on and, and correct and address the things that that we need to do better. Um, but what you do leave out is, you know, the frustration or the any lingering effects, because what you want to do is you want to make sure we, we realize how how important it is. This is the first game of the tournament. This is the first game of of the new season for everyone. And, and uh, just want to be at our at our top in terms of our energy level and our concentration Thursday at 11. Um, is one of those things kind of the way the last couple of games has started? And I don't know how you practice starting 
quicker, but obviously falling behind at St. Louis, falling behind to St. Joe's, making comebacks in both of them, but we all know how much energy gets exerted when you do that. Didn't happen in the UMass game, up uh, double figures at halftime, but it has happened in the past couple of games. Is it something that you will look at prior to an 11 a.m. start on Thursday against Duquesne? Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, I think, um, you know, obviously we look at everything, but you're right. That that really stands out um, because it has happened two games in a row. uh, I think for slightly different reasons, although I'm I'm sure there are some things that they they had in common. Um, You know, I feel like in the in the St. Joe's game, we really got a lot of good shots, open shots, close to the basket shots that we didn't make. I think that caused for had a couple of different effects. You know, that puts us with with zero points for the first few minutes, but it also lets they, you know, I think St. Joe's was up it was it was six zero. But they're running and attacking and playing freely how they wanted to play. And then it didn't let allow us to set up our press. Which we wanted to press every time. It's it's you know it's it's pretty hard to press on a miss. So that was something there. I think in the St. Louis game, uh, I think it was you know, we, we didn't have turnovers necessarily, but I, I felt like in the St. Joe's game, we got what we wanted to get, what we had practiced, what we thought we would have, and we didn't convert them. I thought St. Louis, uh, their defense was was really good. I think uh, adjusting, you know, with, with Grant playing with his, with his finger, I think that was part of it. Uh, and it took us some time to kind of grind through their defense. And the second half, I thought we played, you know, we clicked and played very well offensively. But I thought two different reasons, but... Partly the same, you know, partly the same um, uh, reasons contributing. Uh, and I, I think that we will, we will address it. And some of the things that we call early will uh, try to be things that are aggressive and, and try to have either drives or go inside. But, but it w- will be important to, to start well on, on Thursday. I, I think that the early start time, uh, you know, is something we're going to try to make in our favor and, um, and prepare that way. I think I reminded the guys last year up at Rhode Island, it was an early start time and we really focused on that. And uh, yeah, you know, I think in that game we had a, we had a nice halftime leap up at Rhode Island, which was a, which was a great start for us. And we're going to try to do that same thing, really focus on making that a positive for, for Richmond. Coach, last night uh, you had two key guys, uh, starters out on golden and Francis majority second half. Uh, what was the message to the to your team with those two injuries and and how they came back with some of the subs in there and after the game uh, especially? Yeah, back. I think you know to be honest, there were a lot of there were a lot of positives to take. Isaiah thought really played well. He played extremely hard. He really gave us an, a great energy. Um, you know, the more he's on the floor, the better it is for him. I thought Jai contributed, Matt Grace. Um, you know, there, there was, I thought Jacob played a, a, honestly a great game, a, a tremendous game. Um, and he's probably had better statistical games, but he played a really, really great game. And, um, you know, that there, there are challenges that a season presents, you know, and um, this season for us has presented a, a great deal of challenges. And, you know, you can't control the outcome of the game, but you can control your preparation and how you react to the adversity of a game or the adversity of a season. And I really thought we, we gave everything we had, you know, I, I felt like we were very good defensively and 
St. Joe's is one of the fastest shooting teams. You know, they have the, the shortest possessions in the country. And I feel like we had them at under seven, under five on the shot clock many times. And a lot of times they made those shots, and which is a credit to them. But I, I thought we played with heart and fought. And, you know, again, against difficult circumstances, uh, uh, I, I thought the guys really did everything. But, but when the game, the kind of the final shot is, is uh, you know, kind of a good example. You know, I thought we did everything we can, maybe just, just a, a little bit short against really tough circumstances. Well, one guy who had a tremendous game, a couple questions there around Nathan K.O. When he first came in as a freshman, one, did you ever believe he'd be a thousand point scorer for you on the offensive end? And then two, talk about his play last night, 11 for 21, and he was the go-to guy for a lot of possessions in the second half for you. You know, Nathan, uh, I, I don't know if I would have predicted him as, as a thousand point scorer, but... Um, he has really improved so much, and I thought he played so hard last night. You know, I thought, you know, a couple, you know, what we were, we were, what we were really trying to do was, since they were going to play five out, you know, we really needed to, you know, they, they didn't have a true big guy, and we really wanted to go inside. Um, and early on, we missed a lot of those shots. You know, we, we kind of got the ball where we wanted to, and we missed a lot of those shots right, right around the rim, which happened. I thought um, from the end of the first half throughout the game, I, I, thought, I thought Nate was, you know, almost unguardable in there. Um, he played so hard. Um, he defended, you know, uh, yeah, he was just, he was terrific. And, you know, I think it's a credit to him. Some guys come in and a thousand points is, is a little bit in, in their wheelhouse. It's, you know, it's what they do. It's what they've done their whole career. For Nate, I feel like he's really, he's really worked very hard to improve his shooting, his shots around the basket, his uh, his sense and where he goes and how he gets himself open, uh, you know, really impressive. And, and um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy for him and really proud. He should be very proud of himself because that's a, that's, a, that's a big accomplishment. Chris, we also noticed last night he seemed to play with more emotion than we've seen him play before. Over the years, he hasn't been a rah-rah guy. He's now not overly outspoken, but last night – he seemed to display that more than he has in the past, maybe as a result of Blake and Grant not being on the floor. Um, did you see that from him last night as well? I did, Bob, uh, and I agree. I think that, you know, Nate is a pretty um, soft-spoken and, and level-headed guy, but, um, you know, I, I actually feel like his competitiveness during the course of his career has really increased, or, or, or it, has, it, is a, it has shown more. Um, and, you know, I think when you play the style he plays, which is athletic and physical, I think that emotion is a little more natural to follow. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought he was great. I mean, I, I thought he was great. He battled and, um, you know, he just, again, he, he really, he really gave a, gave us a great chance with his energy and his ability and his emotion. And, uh, I think that's a, a good, I think that's good to draw that out of him or, or for him to, to show that because that impacts everybody. I think everybody feeds off of that, especially with the amount of young guys we were playing last night. I think that's really an, an important part of, of everyone's game and especially Nate. All right, before we go to our first break, since we've alluded to it several times here in the first 10 minutes or so, 
any update you'd like to share at this point on Blake Francis and on Grant Golden, who assume he didn't play the rest of that second half because of the finger injury and just couldn't give you what you needed to try and win the game. Yeah, both of those guys. So we, we met today and we just did, you know, we met and did some scouting stuff and some guys shot uh, Blake and, and um, Grant mostly got treatment. Um, so yeah, they're, 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 you know, Blake is very sore. I, I think he's a little bit more of a game time decision. It'll be really important how he feels tomorrow. Today, naturally, I think, you know, I talked to him last night before we went to bed and, you know, saying that it probably was going to hurt in the morning. You know, that's that's the the nature of those things. And so after another day and, and three times in the training room today, hopefully he feels a little bit better tomorrow. Grant, I think um, Adam is, is going to fool around with maybe a little bit different way to tape his finger um, to make it a little bit more natural. And, and, uh, and I think Grant's comfortable with that. So, um, you know, Grant, uh, Grant will play. Uh, I think Blake is a little bit more of a game-time decision. Okay, let's take our first time out. Behind the web at richmond.edu. Email 804-638-9508 to text. Jacob Gillier joins us at the bottom of the hour. Behind the web right here on 99.5-1027 ESPN. Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland has the redesigned 2021 Tahoe and Suburban ready for you to order and drive away. For a smaller SUV, they also have the all-new Trail Blazer and the new Blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive. Let luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you. Visit them on Route 1 in Ashland, online at LuxChevrolet.com, or call 798-9261. Luck Chevrolet, since 1916. For 30 years, the original Mattress Factory has championed the power of shopping local. Our approach to manufacturing and retail means that every mattress sold in your community is also hand-built in your community. Now more than ever, small businesses need your support. Restaurants, retailers, service providers, and manufacturers are at the heart of every community. And we would like to encourage you to choose local whenever you can. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you today. If you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, the Prostate Cancer Educational Institute of Virginia wants to help. These guys hope you'll join them in their monthly meetings where men openly discuss their concerns with others who have already been through it. The next virtual meeting is March 3rd at 6.30 p.m. To be added to the guest list, contact Burt Jones at burtjones70 at yahoo.com. That's burtjones70 at yahoo.com. For more info, call 922 7193 or prostate.club. DQ presents How to Find Meal Fulfillment. First, order the delicious new rotisserie style chicken bites from DQ. Then, feast your eyes on these unbreaded, tender, juicy, 100% white meat beauties. Next, take a bite of the bite. Realize that unbreaded chicken loaded with flavor is finally possible. And last, call your boss and ask for that promotion. You may have started last week, but hey, if chicken this good is possible, anything is possible. New rotisserie-style chicken bites are now a DQ. Happy tastes good. Hey, Bob Black here on Wednesday. Sports Auto, a special sports fan forum. Plus, we'll talk JMU football, the now number one ranked Dukes on the Wednesday Sports Auto. 99.5, 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 950 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Daly does have KO. KO to the basket, up off the glass, and good. It's a career high. 
25 on senior night for Nathan K.O. Great play by Nate. I don't understand how they don't double team this young man. He is doing work on that block. Nathan Kale eclipsing his career high. He hit 23 several times, including earlier this year, way back at the beginning of the season against Moorhead State. So he started strong, and he's finishing strong with the career high 25 last night. Bob and Beck back with you co-hosting Behind the Web with Spiderhead coach Chris Mooney. And Chris, since that play-by-play soundbite included the senior night uh, mention, I just wonder your thoughts. Obviously, you want to win the game. Very disappointing for the seniors that you don't win it, but I actually even heard Tony Bennett today bemoaning the fact that they had no fans at John Paul Jones last night. They won the game and still really, you know, pretty down, pretty upset that fans couldn't be there for senior night and it just didn't have much feel to it, even though did a nice job with a scaled-down ceremony, did videos. Sounds like very similar to what we did at the Robbins Center. Can you just kind of speak to the experience of last night on a senior night with no fans and most of the families not there, even more importantly? Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's no, no good, you know, Bob. I mean, um, we I had spoken to the moms probably about a month ago, uh, three weeks to a month ago uh, of the seniors to just kind of ask for their input uh, and and share my concerns that if we had done something very traditional, that it would just highlight, you know, how unusual the season is and how how there are no fans and whatnot. So they, they had kind of agreed, and, and, and we're going to do something later, you know, surrounding graduation, which will be, which will, you know, would, will be nice for everyone to be there. And um, I'm sure you two guys will be invited, Bob. Uh, so, but, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I, I told the moms, usually I don't like senior night because of that emotion before the game. You know, it's a little bit, it's just a little bit unusual. Of course, you know, last night I would have killed for that kind of, uh, for that kind of ceremony and with, with a packed house. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, like a lot of things, it's, it's, uh, it's not good and it's not fun and it's, it's not much of a celebration without, without the people, uh, the fans, especially our fans. I, I feel like they, they really appreciate things like senior night because, you know, they really, I think they really, um, you know, they certainly love Richmond basketball, but they also appreciate, you know, what Richmond basketball is and who the guys are that make up Richmond basketball and a long line of great guys like Beck um, who who just represent the school so well. And uh, I feel like there's a real connection there, not just because somebody's a great dunker or a great shooter. Uh, and I feel like Senior Night's one of those really special events at the Robin Center, and, and uh, I'm sorry for those guys to not have it. Coach, one, one thing I wanted to ask you, because a lot of people don't ask coaches and their staff and behind the scenes, uh, how, how difficult from a mental standpoint and taxing has it been for you guys as coaches and, and your staff and behind the scenes guys that are helping you guys? Yeah, there's been a lot to it, Beck. You know, um, you know with, with every day, there seems to be a different, you know, an additional test or protocol or form or you know what i mean there, there there's definitely a lot to it and then um travel certainly has been impacted uh and you know I, you know when we were quarantined you know that that was that was really hard i feel like you could only the only sense of 
the only positive feelings were when we were talk, talking to each other or talking to the guys either on Zoom or phone calls or texting. And, you know, there's only so many times you can do that. You know, I think the guys were probably a little bit more, um, they, their time was a little bit more taken up because of class. Uh, but for us, I, you know, it, that part's been really hard. There's such a rhythm to the season, to each day. Um, you know, red and blue here uh, in, in our in our uh, each day at practice when we scrimmage, it developed. And red has really come along. Kind of the second team has really come along, and so the those scrimmages are great. You know, even if they're short or just half court, so you, you miss that and. Um, so all of it, I think that we've communicated with the guys well, which is an, which is an important part of, of what we're trying to do. Uh, but other than other than that, I, I think it's just you know it's just tough and uh, unexpected, and you can't prepare for it, and you just have to kind of roll with it and, and try to maximize what you can do. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that has been really a challenge, and you know something that. Um, you know, again, people have had a far worse than we have, but something that is no is really detracts from college basketball experience. Well, uh, the next uh, question I have is uh, when you now you get prepared for Duquesne on eleven o'clock start. Is there a different preparation for that that early start at eleven a.m. for you guys? Well. You know, a little bit back. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna practice tomorrow at eleven. Um, you know, we try to on these day games. We try to really be. This one might sound. You know, we try to really be energized at breakfast. You know, uh, nobody wandering down their flip flops or, you know, with bed head or anything like that. We try to be up and alert and ready. Um, because we, you know, we think that's going to carry on, and, and you know, eleven is is certainly early for a game, but throughout the course of a season, we practice, you know, many times at eleven o'clock, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, so it's not that unusual. Of course, it's unusual for a game, and uh, I think the biggest preparation will be just reminding the guys, like, let's make it to, let's make it be to our advantage. Let's make it be to our advantage. Bob had mentioned we've started slowly the last two games. You know, let's make this 11 o'clock start be to our advantage. Let's have a good start to the game, and let's have great energy as soon as the ball's tipped. Hey, Chris, I'd like you to take the fans behind the scenes just a little bit. Even though the Spiders are home in their home city, you're still going to be hotel-bound, correct, just like all the other teams, so it would even give you that kind of feel. You referenced the Rhode Island game from last year that you guys will all be together, even though you're right here in your own backyard. Right, exactly. We'll be uh, we will be at at uh, conference tournament hotel, and uh, and we've been at that conference tournament hotel a couple of times, a couple of times already this year. Uh, but uh, I don't know if the guys will have the same rooms or not. But um, no, yeah, that 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 will be that is good. I think you know it's um, it, you know one of the the good thing about not traveling is is great. Um, but you don't want to lose out on the whole experience and just be operating out of your dorm. So we'll head over to the hotel tomorrow for testing, and then uh, our meal, probably meet tomorrow night um, and, and get ourselves ready. So, yes, I, I think, you know, being there and, you know, being ready to play and ready to go uh, will will 
still have that feel to it like the conference tournament uh, to some degree. Well, let's touch a little bit on the X's and O's of the preparation before we get to the break in the bottom of the hour, and Jacob Gilliard will join us. So if we talked about what you take out of games like St. Louis and St. Joseph's, let's go back to the Duquesne game and what you take out of that. Um, Certainly a good-looking stat sheet. I remember us talking about that, maybe with the exception of a few too many turnovers. Everything else looked really good. All five starters in double figures shot, you know, 55%, held them to about 44%. And I know we talk all the time about the team that lost the first game might have an advantage in making adjustments what are you hoping to take out of that first game that will help the guys on thursday well you know it really is two different styles the teams are different you know duquesne um really tries to pound the ball inside and um you know at at times of course we do that too and we really focus our offense around posting guys uh but they do it more with two big guys and more traditional high low sets almost like three around two, um, and they're really physical and aggressive on the offensive glass. Uh, those things present challenges for us. So I, I think what we'll really focus on is, you know, when they're trying to pound the ball inside, what our defense looks like, how far we can help when we go to double, how we rotate out of that double team, uh, our fight on the backboard and trying to make sure we can secure rebounds. Uh, and then offensively, you know, the same way it might be hard for, us to guard them in such an you know interior force uh, base game we want to make sure that they have to guard us and moving the ball around the perimeter making quick decisions being crisp um you know the things that we're, we're generally good at really trying to be as, as good as we possibly can at them i thought that you know we did score the last time we played them and they're they have very good statistically they're, they're very good statistics defensively uh but we did score we were able to move the ball and we had 14 turnovers. We also had some, you know, great possessions that were eight, nine, ten passes. So we want to stay aggressive, maybe clean up some of those turnovers, and then really, really battle defensively with how much they try to get the ball into the paint and throw the ball inside. Spiders winning that game 79-72 to at the Robin Center just a couple of weeks ago. They meet Thursday at 11, our airtime here on ESPN Richmond at 10.30 thursday morning one other quick reminder before we take the break and jacob gilliard will join us if you're so inclined at 7 30 tonight on wtvr on cbs 6 uh, lane casadante and sean robertson put together a really nice half hour behind the scenes look at the a10 tournament coming to richmond and have split the time between the seagull center with the vcu rams and the robin center with the richmond spiders so take a look at that tonight at 7 30 on CBS 6. We'll talk with Jacob Gilliard when we come back as Behind the Web continues on your home of the Spiders, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Things sure have changed over the last year, starting with all of us being home a whole lot more. That's probably what got me thinking about home security systems. With so many choices, I wanted a home security system that made me feel confident. That's why BrightSuite made so much sense. BrightSuite is from a company I already know and trust, Dominion Energy. And right now, that feels pretty good. Visit brightsuite.com to learn more. BrightSuite is an unregulated affiliate with services unrelated to those offered by Dominion Energy Virginia. Another three by Bones Highland. Eureka! Oh, my! 
Quick catch and shoot for a three, and it's rattled home by Jacob Gilliard. Separated by only six miles of RBA roads, VCU and U of R have one of college basketball's best rivalries. And now the Capital City Classic has a title sponsor with as much prestige as the game itself. Your Richmond area Honda dealers, including Colonial Honda, West Broad Honda, Pearson Honda, and Mechanicsville Honda. The Richmond area Honda dealers are the proud new title sponsors of the U of R VCU Capital City Classic. GEICO knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that GEICO always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact the domestic litigation firm of Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Richmond-area attorneys, a partner men can count on. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Office in the West End. Is your credit card debt piling up? Pacific Debt can help. Pacific Debt is the nation's friendliest debt settlement company. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of five-star reviews on sites like Trustpilot and Best Company, they can settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe. In fact, they've settled over $300 million, helping people just like you. Get a monthly program payment you can afford and zero upfront fees. Get free information now. 800-281-9981. 800-281-9981. Coming up on the Wednesday edition of Border Border, brought to you by Colonial Downs, little BCU basketball, little Richmond football as we get you set for both coming up this weekend, 99.5, 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to the show, Behind the Web. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and ESPN Richmond. Gustafson kept it alive, but Hall's got it. Now Gilliard's got it. That's about as easy a steal as he'll get. He's now in the top 10 in all-time Division I steals. Gilliard trying to get free. Steps back for a deep three ball, and he hits it. The senior on the court, Jacob Gilliard, a clutch three to keep the Spiders within striking distance. Yes, he did. I don't know how he did it. Well, we've been watching him for four years, and we've been saying that for four years. We don't know how he did it. Jacob Gilliard, the 5'9 senior from Kansas City, will be our guest. He's going to connect with us here in just a couple of moments. And, uh, Chris, I'd ask you to kind of speak a little bit about him, and you'll do this with all the seniors as time progresses as well. I can give the numbers, uh, certainly, whether it's uh, the 347 career steals, the uh, 569 assists, 1,495 points, uh, the three point now the, the numbers go on and on but can you just kind of speak to what you watched in the development of Jacob Gilliard over four years to where we are today well yeah I mean well he came in awfully good right Bob so uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know I, I think that for someone like Jacob you know he's incredibly talented um, tremendous feel for the game you know a great great instincts and so what the things that uh, are important for him, you know, and I think that, that our staff has tried to 
just talk to him about and guide him through would be one he needed to he just needed to play and get experience which he was able to do that a lot as a freshman um and then deal with the the highs and lows i, I think that um you know there's an anticipation because the college recruiting process is so exciting um you know it, it, it's a little bit uh it's more. It's even more exciting than it's supposed to be. You know, it's it's, it's a little bit manufactured excitement because it's so exciting. There be the expectation builds that things are going to be perfect when you get to college, and um, you know, certainly within five minutes of your first workout, you realize that they're not. That's not going to be the way it is, and so uh, you know, you have to you have to embrace those highs and lows as the experience that it is and try to learn and take from them and improve because uh, you know, all these other teams, they're, they're invested. They're trying to win. They're, they're doing everything they can. And so I think that was probably what we've, you know, what I've talked to Jacob about and just managing himself, you know, uh, since the beginning of his career, he's had a lot of responsibility on him. And, you know, I, I think the way we play, somewhat lessens the responsibility of the point guard, or at least, at least spreads it out to the other players. But still, at the end of the day, the point guard is going to have the, the vast majority of the responsibility. It's just the nature of the game, and that's how it works. So, um, And he's had a lot of that responsibility and has ha- handled it very well. And, I, you know, again, I think last night was really one of the great games that one of our players has played. Um, uh, and he, And he's certainly had statistical games where he's been even better, but uh, I thought he was terrific, and his leadership and his uh, coaching the guys on the floor and talking to guys and being in there out there with lineups that were you know very different. Uh, I thought he was tremendous. Well, let's bring in that point guard. Jacob Gilliard joins us tonight. Jake, appreciate it. I know we're kind of wearing you out with all the talking you're doing on our post game radio last night and the press conference of the rest of the media last night and this show tonight. So appreciate you taking a few minutes with us this evening. Appreciate you having me. So how do you feel you've gotten better, and how did you go about that? As Coach said, and we agree with him, you came in good. How did you go about getting better to the level of play where you are at today? <laughs> um, yeah, I, heard, I heard him say that like, uh, a lot of freshmen struggle in their first workout. I, I thought I looked really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, like uh, like he said, um, you know, I, I feel like uh, mentally I, I'm a little uh, ahead of the game. Uh, Especially as, as as far as coming in as a, as a freshman, I feel like I, I kind of understood basketball. But you know, like I've talked about before, I think uh, there's so much more to learn. Um, you know, just about basketball, and and you think you're working hard, and how much harder you can work, and you think you're good, and how much better you can get. Um, so you know, uh, like you said, I've I've been trying to be a, a better leader. Um, you know, we started off a little rocky, uh, had the highs, had the lows for sure. Um, but you know, just just taking it one day at a time, um, trying to improve. Uh, more so rather than basketball things, just being a better leader, being more vocal. Um, you know, I think as a freshman, there there was times where I would shy away from things where now as, as a leader, as a senior, um, it's a lot different for sure. Uh, how you doing, man? This is Beck. So quick question for you. Um, when you look back on your career, is there anything that really did surprise you when you started out as a freshman? Um, I'd say the biggest thing, I mean, you know, in high school, you, uh, being a small guard, I think you you hear you got to lift weights, you got to get stronger, you have to 
you know what I mean? You got to get ready to get bullied, essentially. And, uh, I mean, as a freshman, it just it didn't happen as much as I thought it would. I thought the, I thought it would be a lot more physical. Um, I don't know if that's because I can kind of use my quickness to avoid certain situations like that. But, you know, it's it's not as the, the game, uh, college basketball, just isn't as physical as I, as I thought it would be. It's definitely hard, for sure. But, you know, it's just not as as physical as I thought it would be, for sure. What about uh, as you look at uh, your senior year and you reflect back to your career, any any special moments for you as a as a senior now as you look back at your uh, at your career? Um, you know, uh, a lot of moments. I think it's I think it's hard to pinpoint them. Um, you know, if you if you want to go games, um, I think my freshman year, our our last two games in the A ten. Um, we get, uh, beat Duquesne pretty handedly, and then we played Bonnie's pretty tough. Um, and that moment, um, it kind of just felt like you know we're, we have a chance to be pretty special, pretty good. Um, I knew me and Grant kind of felt like you know we have a chance to be really good individuals, but we have a chance to be a really good team. And so I knew that going in that that we would have the opportunity there. And I just remember that feeling uh, going home from A10 after losing to Bonnie's. It was you know I didn't think we were very far off. And then going into sophomore year, I definitely thought we were going to be better than what we were. Um, but there was a lot of responsibility on us. Um, you know, I thought me and Grant were kind of ready to, to take on that role as two leaders, um, you know, and and win games. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, we weren't ready to. You know, I, I don't think we were were nearly as, as, as good as we could have been, or, or now we are. I think we understand the game a lot more. Um, so I would say there's not really too many moments, you know. There's a whole lot of practices, a whole lot of of, of times off the court with the teammates that I remember. Um, you know, some games here and there, but you know, overall, I think uh, there's just too many memories to pinpoint a couple. Absolutely. Uh, the the uh, relationship between Grant Golden and Jacob Gilliard. I, I'm glad both of you guys just kind of brought that up. And I'll serve as another reminder about the show on Channel 6 tonight at 7.30 uh, because they do go behind the scenes with Jacob and Grant as roommates. I've actually had a chance to take a peek at that, and it is a very enjoyable, really interesting piece. So certainly urge you and invite you to watch that tonight. Chris, what do you make of that relationship between, as the preview said, I'll spoil just a little bit of it, the long and short of the Richmond Spiders, the Grant Gilliard and the Jacob, uh, the Grant Golden and the Jacob Gilliard relationship on and off the court and how it has helped Richmond basketball. Oh yeah, it's certainly been uh, it's been a huge asset. I mean, you know, those guys are first they have great personalities. You know, uh, you know, Grant is uh, you know, for a big guy, I mean, he, he's really, you know, a cool kid and um, <laughs> you know, he's he's funny, he's he's, uh, you know, he's just he just has it he's he's good with people his own age uh, adults everybody he can hang and joke and jacob obviously is as a you know out of this world personality and um can connect with people uh, i've said this to you before bob you know with when a recruit comes you always have him play on jacob's team mm-hmm. uh he's great with that you know uh talking the guy through giving the guy confidence know he therefore he's not stealing the ball from the, from the kid on his recruiting trip so so we just try to have have him do that and, and and he's great at that and I think the way those guys 
I'd say it's two parts: so how well they get along and how much they love basketball. I, I think that's uh, that's the you know just as important. You know, they a lot of their time is spent in the gym or talking about basketball or evaluating it. I think they're pretty honest in how they evaluate themselves and each other. Um, and I, I think that's important. I, I think that uh, you know having guys who are really, really, really good players to be like that, that sets a good tone and a good example for everyone else. And uh, I think they know the responsibility of, of so much of the game is in their hands, and I think they accept that, and then you, you need to accept what comes with that, which could be certainly could be praise, but it could also be criticism, and, and I think they've been, been good handling that for, for the, the better part of their entire career. Well, a little bit along those lines, Jacob, I want to go back to the leadership theme, and I want to play a soundbite from your post-game press conference from last night and ask you to expand upon it beyond the 12 seconds that is this soundbite. But I think it spoke volumes about your leadership and your desire and this team's desire moving forward after last night and into the tournament. So this was uh, Jacob Gilliard last night, not on our post-game show, but to the rest of the, of the media last night. No, we're getting down to it. You know, you know what month it is. Um, it's, it's it's time to win. You know, I think at the end of the day, it's it's now or never. Um, so if that message doesn't get through to to the team, then I don't know what will. All right, Jake. How are you imparting that message to your teammates? And how, from what you've seen in the limited time you've had, twenty four hours, even less than that, are the guys rallying to move on to Duquesne on Thursday? Um. You know, I think everybody was a little disappointed last night, for sure. Um, I think we, we gave ourselves a, a couple hours to be sad about it. But, you know, we, we play in what, two days. So, you know, we got to get ready. Uh, we came in. I think everybody was pretty pretty locked in today for, for the limited amount of stuff that we did. Uh, we got prepared for, for Duquesne a little bit. Um, but I think everybody came in with the right approach, you know. Um, I think at the end of the day, after, after yesterday, you know, uh, we just, as a unit, you know, I think we – I think oftentimes you try and break it down into individuals and, and who could have played better. But I think there was just, you know, as a unit, we didn't make up for, for one another's mistakes. You know, I, I didn't make up enough for Grant's mistakes. Grant didn't make up enough for Isaiah's mistakes and stuff. It's just so so forth and so on. Um, we just have to be better. Um, I think today we we had a good a good approach to, to the workout and, and definitely got better. Coach, can you talk a little bit about when you talk about leadership and experience with a, a, a Jacob and a Grant Golden? How much trust you have with them on the floor at times? And Bob and I will say, coach is not going to call timeout. He's going to let these guys play through it. They know what to do. Can you talk about how that trust is uh, built over the years? Yeah, sure. Well, definitely. Uh, I think um, with with Jacob, uh, you know, you know, it's funny. He 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 asks me what play I'd like to run, uh, and then just immediately disagrees with the. With the play that I call, you know, it's a little game that he has going on during the course of the game. Uh, but you know, with him, yeah, I, I think that you know his instincts are so good that we, we want him to have the ball and make the decision from there. So you know, there, if whether that's a play call that's different or unique, or whether that's just something that we usually do. But um, yeah, there, there's tremendous trust there, and I think that has. That has enabled us to, um, you know, if a team, you know, a lot of times I'll watch games and if it's a six or zero run, there'll be a timeout. And I think for us, we, we don't always do that. I, I think we, uh, you know, a lot of times in those situations, Jacob's really good at flying the ball up the court after a team 
might have had a layup and beating the team down the court or helping us beat the team down the court for an easy basket and um, just all of those things that are that uh, are involved in that part of the game he's elite at and that really is a comforting feeling because you can start to think about when you can use timeouts and you know if you're down or something like that or, or what plays are on or you're thinking about uh, guys who might need the ball or guys who should go back in the game that kind of stuff because you know, those facets of the game, Jacob really excels at. Uh, finishing up with Jacob Gilliard on Behind the Web tonight. We've talked a lot tonight, Jake, before you came on, about making sure you get off to that quick start on Thursday. It's early morning. The last couple of games have been slow starts. What will your mindset be to make sure that happens, that, that you can play from ahead on Thursday rather than playing from behind? be a lot more fun, obviously, if you're playing from ahead. Uh, yeah, just be aggressive. Um, you know, we got to get stops. Got to find the people in transition. Um, you know, make make our own run. You know, I think if we bring bring some intensity and energy, to, especially to a to such an early game, um, you know, I think we just got to come out prepared to play and just stay aggressive. I think uh, a lot of times we have guys that that look to be a little passive when, um, you know, we just need to keep our keep our foot on the gas for sure. And so, if we can do that, I think we'll be good. For you, Jake, personally, when you look at uh, you know, Blake Francis is a little banged up, and of course the finger for uh, Grant Golden, from a from a player standpoint and your leadership standpoint, do you feel an onus to take over on the offensive end and be more aggressive yourself on the offensive end? You know, um, even with those guys out, I'm just thinking about those five assists I need to get you. You know, that's, that's all I'm really thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, he yeah. beat me to the question. That was going to be my last question tonight. <laughs> well, well, I was disappointed last night as you and I talked before the game that you should have gotten it in, and I think Coach would you have know, loved that. <laughs> you know how? You know, I mean, um, you know, we, we didn't make enough plays last night. Uh, guys didn't make shots. I didn't make shots. But you know, that's how it goes. But um, you know, as, as far as guys being banged up, guys being a little injured, um, for sure, um, definitely need to personally need to come out with the mindset to to stay aggressive. Um, not to get down on myself and, and just to just to stay in attack mode. You know, I think a lot of good things come from, from when I get two feet in the paint, um, whether it's me shooting the ball or somebody else shooting the ball. So I think uh, I think that's definitely a, uh, something that I'm going to focus on Thursday. Hey, Jacob, years and years from now, when some guy comes along and is going to break your assistant steal records, I hope you're around to watch as Greg Beckwith has been around to watch you. All right. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to watch this young man. As Coach said, this guy's been good from day one. So we appreciate watching you and appreciate what you've done for the Spider program, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Jacob, let's have a lot more days this season before all of that happens. Appreciate it tonight. We will see you bright and early Thursday morning. Have a good one. See you guys. Thank you, Jacob Gilliard, our special guest tonight, player guest on Behind the Web. Let's take a break, come back. We'll have a short segment to finish it up with Coach Mooney as we wrap up tonight's Behind the Web, 99.5-1027 ESPN. When buying a car, you're supposed to ask questions. Some you can answer online, but others, how blinky is the blinker? And which way do the wipers wipe? Are things only a human could know? So CarMax has ours standing by to answer questions or in select markets, schedule a delivery, or curbside pickup, regardless if you're buying online or on our lot. But what if I change my mind? Good question. Just bring it back within a week for a full refund, because that's the way it should be. CarMax. This season, there's one thing I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, that and the great game day food. We can still celebrate big because I shop at Food Lion. Like topping my sliders with bacon and cheese, adding a twist to my guac with roasted tomatoes, turning up the heat on my hot wings with jalapeno poppers on the side, and I'll pick up some treats in the bakery. Food Lion's got the fun and affordable food you need to keep your game day spirit high. Because this is our home, and that's our Food Lion. The Virginia Department of Health thanks you for wearing a mask, for showing that you care about reducing the spread of COVID-19. So keep wearing that mask, stay six feet away from others, and visit vdh.virginia.gov. Guys, let me tell you about testosterone replacement therapy. I've been getting T-shots at the men's wellness centers well over a year now, and it's changed my life for the better. Their professional staff is dedicated to getting you feeling and performing your best. Over time, they monitor your T-levels. You'll have one-on-one conversations with trained medical professionals. Don't get caught up with dangerous pills or fly-by-night companies that just want your money. If you've noticed a lack of energy, decrease in muscle mass, you're not feeling sharp mentally, or you're experiencing less desire or success in the bedroom, head to the men's wellness centers before taking a chance on a cheap, dangerous alternative. We take every precaution to protect our patients against exposure to COVID-19, and we remain open. Men's Wellness Centers has locations in Newport News, Virginia Beach, or Richmond. Check them out at menswellnesscenters.com or call them at 804-413-9013. 804-413-9013. That's 804-413-9013. Looking for wagering advice or a smarter strategy to pick the NBA or college hoops this weekend? Then tune in to The Fine Line with Joe Wiz. Saturday mornings at 9 on ESPN Richmond. Joe Wiz breaks down the latest trends in the online sports betting industry, shares insights, plus presents his tips and top picks. Catch Joe Wiz each Saturday morning at 9 exclusively on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. You wear a mask to show you care, that you can help reduce the spread of COVID-19. So your community thanks you. The Virginia Department of Health thanks you and asks you to learn more at vdh.virginia.gov. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greeny, weekdays at 10, following the sports huddle on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Keeping you up to date with Richmond basketball, this is Behind the Web on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 950 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. We have ACC basketball here on ESPN Richmond after us tonight. Georgia Tech and Duke uh, follow our program. They tip it off at uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Again, remember, it's 7.30 on CBS 6, um, 8.10 in the RVA. A little behind-the-scenes look at the tournament coming here to the capital city. And then we've got Spider basketball first-round action in the 8.10 tournament Thursday, 10.30 a.m. is our airtime Richmond and Duquesne at 11 o'clock. Greg? Yeah, Coach, one, one quick question I had. I know we don't want to divulge too much of the secrets of what the plan is against Duquesne, but when you play a team a second time, a lot of people make some adjustments. Uh, after watching the film and understanding what they do and some of their tendencies, is there anything out there that you guys plan to do a little differently, whether it's on a defensive side of the ball or offense, that will be different uh, to throw at Duquesne uh, upcoming game? Yeah, I think so, Beck. I think, uh, you know, in the, in the first game, uh, I, I felt like we, we, we intended to press for most of the game, so similar to, um, you know, other games that, that we've 
<clears throat> we've been more committed to pressing. Um, you know, we feel like, you know, our guards can be disruptive to their ball handlers, but also, um, you know, that brings their guys away from the basket to start the possession. And they find a way down to begin the possession and, you know, hopefully the clock is a little bit lower. So I would say some pressure on defense and, you know, some of the matchups, I think we might switch around from what we had the first time. Um, you know, those guys uh, are, are, are good players. You know, uh, Weathers and Hughes, their interior players, really good players, capable of big games. I think throwing different looks at them, giving them some different people. Um, we, we didn't double-team as much as we – I don't think we intended to, but I think as much as we were prepared to. Uh, I think maybe throwing that. Um, to, to, to cause a little bit of disruption and um, and and make their you know make their guys make other guys make some plays, uh, I would say those two things probably some of the matchups and and some pressure defense. Hey Chris, let's uh, finish it up if you could. Kind of give a verbal snapshot of what this Atlantic 10 season was like. So unusual. We know it's been challenging. It's been difficult. Uh, I've heard miserable describe it by by some as well different teams playing different numbers of games can you kind of give a, a snapshot to what the atlantic 10 season was like and what we might look forward to now that the the brackets are out there and the matchups are set in the conference tournament yeah uh you know all, all of those words can, can apply i think um you know playing different numbers of games and having teams be li- literally out for weeks at a time is just so so unusual you know um you know davidson was out it felt like maybe even a couple of days longer than we were and played bonavent st bonaventure back to back you know and then and then finished the season hosting vcu and um you know all games that are fairly low scoring a little bit different for davidson team um and so it's just so so unique and different and you know i know uh, and talking to mike rhodes you know they they didn't miss any games but they had so many games changed because of their opponents missing games uh, or or you know being out uh and caused them to make you know make decisions to play a game on a on wednesday that they're making the decision on monday and so really unusual you know it's it's this was how it always was you would say well things even out you know obviously in, in a in a shorter season they don't even out. Everybody's affected, but they don't necessarily even out. Um, so I, I do hope the tournament is exciting. You know, um, obviously not in the Barclays Center, not with fans. Takes a lot of that away, but I, I hope exciting. I, I think there are some really, really good teams, and uh, I hope the games are exciting. I hope the Robin Center shows as well as, I, as it usually does on television and uh, we, we won't be playing any games at the Robin Center. Um, I think that's the agreement with the, we, we won't play at the Robin Center. BC won't play at the Seagull Center. But, um, <laughs> but um, you know, so but I, I hope it's an exciting tournament because I think it's a great league. And like every league, it's been interrupted. And uh, I hope we have a great tournament to show for it. Coach, my last question for you. Uh, I asked uh, Jacob about special memories as a player for the seniors. What about you with these seniors? Uh, is there any special memories you can leave us with? Yeah, there are definitely, there are definitely a few. I, I can tell you, I remember walking into the Robin Center the first time, uh, the day the freshman got here, and I think there were 
there were a couple guys playing, you know, three on three pickup. And the, the very first play I saw, Jacob stole the pass from the top of the key to the wing or, or playing three on three. I thought that was a pretty good sign. There were probably, and there were there have been a few hundred thousand more of those. Um, and then I would say, um, you know, I, I think that you know this group. You know, Jacob mentioned going into his sophomore year, we all thought we would be good. We, we would, you know, we were scheduled to return. Uh, all five starters who were double-figure scorers, um, you know, and then Quan graduate transferred. Um, you know, uh, Demonte was no longer with us, and Nick got hurt. You know, they, they've been through; they've had some real basketball adversity thrown their way. And so then, I think you know, last year, uh, just a couple of the locker rooms after the Wisconsin win, and uh, after we won up at Duquesne to, to finish the regular season, and <laughs> that anticipation, I, I think those are really special memories for how, 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 not how far they've come necessarily, but part of it, how far we've come with them. And, um, you know, th- those are, those are really, really special. And even this, <laughs> even all this stuff can't take those away. Uh, let's make some more memories starting on Thursday for these guys and for all of us, Chris, uh, and very, very coy there to make that comment about where these games are being played. We could go on for an hour about that, but we've got like 10 seconds, so won't press you on that. We will just say good luck Thursday, get those guys healthy, coach them up, and as I said, let's make some more memories starting Thursday. Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much, Bob. Back. Have a good night. <laughs> Greg Beckwith, thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And to Matt Josephs, who's produced our program this evening as well, for all of you for tuning in and listening. 10.30 is our airtime Thursday morning. The Spiders and Duquesne first round, a 10 tournament. Tip-off at 11 from the Siegel Center. We'll talk to you then on ESPN Richmond. You've been listening to Behind the Web, featuring head men's basketball coach Chris Mooney. Tonight's show has been brought to you by Lux Chevrolet, CarMax, Bright Sweet, Food Lion, and by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Join us Monday nights from 6 to 7 throughout the college basketball season for Behind the Web. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship stations of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. So what's your favorite thing about sports? The excitement, the action, or the five-meat pizza and cold six-pack? Bingo. That's what we thought. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. We're your home for Richmond Spiders basketball with every game live right here, 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. This is SportsCenter.
I'm Jim Basquale. Terrific matchups on ESPN from College Hoops tonight featuring some of the nation's best. That includes West Virginia and Baylor under a minute to go with the Mountaineers up appointed 80 to 79. That followed tonight on ESPN from Michigan and Illinois. That's two versus four. Io DeSumo out for the Illini after he suffered a broken nose against Michigan 